Hi, this is Michael Jackson. This is Vincent Price inviting you to Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Halloween ghouls and gals, welcome to the Dark Lords of the Long Box by the Hoy Hosts of Hogarth. I'm Tebow, like Dark Sorcerer. This is Marty. Say what's good to the people. What is going on? Oh my goodness. Happy <laughs> Halloween. Happy Hollows. Happy Samhain. Ghouls and goblins. Thank you for joining us on this special, wonderful, amazing day. And may the comic spirits haunt your evil comics and fill your long boxes. With plenty of tricks and treats. Very well said. Uh, Marty's, it's like nine o'clock over there. So you got the tail end of trick or treaters. We are just about to start getting our trick or treaters. And that's why Laura and JB uh, couldn't join us because uh, they're right smack dab in the middle of it. Go check out Laura's IG. I think she's dressed up as Medusa. Nice. Nice. There we go. Good one. Yeah. This show is brought to your friends over at coprice.com for all your dark collecting collection price guides evil collections and twisted trends head out over to coverprice.com for your evil bird city comics exclusive use discount code of l-o-t-l-b to get 15 percent off damnation Damn. or 15 percent off anything in a bird city comic store <laughs> <laughs> uh let's get right to it boys and girls this is the cup price top 10 for the week ending 10 30 2023 uh as always happy halloween we're up against a lot tonight uh loki it's Halloween, yeah, yeah, World Series, 
uh-huh. basketball and about six other live shows who apparently don't uh, have any professional courtesy. Remember that, Marty, when we used to, when we first started YouTube, there was a professional courtesy that no shows would overlap. But I guess it's impossible now because yeah, there's yeah. Just so many damn channels, right? Oh, so many damn channels. And you, uh, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Um, plus, we're competing with Halloween with yeah. trick-or-treaters, right? So hence the just me and you this evening. Yeah, so what we'll yeah. do the best we can, man. It's just me and Marty, and uh, as I say that, Marty just got zapped into the abyss of hell. So I'll read uh, the runner-ups until Marty gets back. Uh, this week's runner-up is Void Rivals number five, the J Lee one and fifty variant. Void Rivals continues to kick ass in the aftermarket with some of the hottest variants upon each release. The most recent issue, number five, saw one and fifty masterpiece from Red- from the legendary. Jay Lee. Fans were enamored immediately, and it was admittedly tough to secure as Void Rivals is popular, but LCSs are loath to order 50 copies. Hold on. I just want Marty back. I'm finished. Oh, you're going to do number 10, Marty. In order to uh, 50 copies of uh, anything to guarantee a variant. That led to a high aftermarket price for those who could secure a copy, leading us to track 70 copies sold, a 70 chat of 135%, and a high sale of $115 in a raw copy, and a current Near market, near far market, <laughs> fair market value of one hundred. Between you and I, there's definitely going to be a bingo link fucker tonight. Um, near mid Might market just value. Save it for the end, brother. Save of, it for the uh, end. One hundred dollars. Uh, number eleven on the list. Runner up. Void rivals. Nice. Number five. This is one. Of All right. Ones. I like this one. Man. Nice cover. I like this cover. All right. Let's go right to the dark top ten, shall we? What do you got for let's number two? My apologies. Earlier, I had a little bit of dark technical difficulties but anyways number 10 is wolverine number 36 ryan stegman this is the regular by marvel published in 2023 this book took the community by storm and the moment it hit local comic shop shelves it has continued to make waves as fans eagerly seek the first appearance of helverine surprisingly the character's reception has been overwhelmingly positive with this book remaining in a high demand two months after its release. The hype has also extended to other issues in the Weapon of Vengeance storyline. See runner-up. The second print, this is a 1 in 25 retailer incentive, has already achieved an impressive raw near-mint fair market value of $79 and continues to rise. Modern titles rarely dominate to this extent. With 21 copies sold as at a seven-day trend of 96% at a high sale of $120 for a CGC 9.8 copy and a current near mint fair market value of $23. Well, wow. And it fits the whole uh, Halloween motif, right? Helverine. I think so. You know Helverine. So, uh, yeah. 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 Um, I'll do it. Yeah. We'll see if it's still on the list next week. It's down to number 10 now. So uh, it's barely hanging on. So we shall see. Yeah. Number 10 on the list is Wolverine number 36, the Ryan Stegman regular cover. And, of course, number nine is everybody's favorite uh, Wolverine (laughs) DC knockoff. Uh, Mega Man number three coming in at number nine. Lobo was once an unlikely candidate to be a big screen adaptation, but recent changes in the DCU spirited by James Gunn have opened up new possibilities. Speculation has swirled around Jason Momoa's potential betrayal Lobo. And ambiguous responses from both Momoa and Gunn have fueled further speculation. The most recent rumors suggest Momoa's involvement in upcoming Superman Legacy project. Hmm. While nothing is confirmed, fans will continue to snatch up this book week after week. The demand remains strong with 20 copies sold for a 70 trend of 105%. High sale, $380 and a 9.8 raw fair market value. Really? 
84 dollars wow yeah wow yeah I mean, even I mean, the, is right around the corner 9.8 yeah. yeah, I mean that's weird. I mean, yeah. yeah, is it possible? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think uh, in the live chat. Somebody says uh, in what in either Marvel or DC, what actor has played the same has played two two different characters? Two I mean, two characters. totally different characters. I'm trying to think right off the top of my head. Um, hmm. In the live chat, I know our live chat is dope. So, okay, all right, number nine on the list, Mega Man number three. Ah, oh, this book reminds me of my man Maki Sutton because we had this on a long term spec list. Yeah. Um, Jeez, two years ago, three years ago, rest in peace, Mikey Sutton, man. But there you go. Okay. Well, number eight is Fantastic Four, number 244 by Marvel, published in 1982. The latest MCU rumor has ignited interest in this book, marking the first appearance of Frankie Ray as Nova, a herald of Galactus. Speculation suggests that the first herald we may have encountered in the MCU will be female, making this book a focal point of attention. While it's not the Nova from the Nova Corps, but rather a title Frankie assumed as a herald, fans have eagerly anticipated Galactus's rival since his first appearance in F Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Despite the lack of official confirmation, fans have eagerly picked up this book. It had 24 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 88%, a high sale of $460, for a CGC 9.8 copy in a current raw fine near market value of $22. Wow, fine at a 22. Okay. If anybody's been watching the show over the last three or four years, you should have snatched this copy up. Great, yes. great John Byrne run. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the best storylines also is this whole storyline here. It's, I believe it starts with 242. Galactus comes to Earth and he's like, he's almost half dying. And Reed Richards makes a decision that, you know, they have to save them. And then he goes, I need a herald. And Frankie Ray already had flame powers. If you remember, she was Johnny Storm's boyfriend. Yeah. And she goes, I already got powers. But he goes, I'm going to give you some more. And boom, she became fucking Nova. Uh, and that was a badass character. I was, I was strolling through somewhere in my newsfeed or something. They were talking about a new female herald. Uh, yeah. coming to I thought it was the comics and it was a looked like a, a, a female uh, silver surfer but I was you like, know I heard that. something about yeah uh, yeah um yeah. and if you look at this reading right here it, it kind of alludes to that as well so maybe people are just guessing because the only female herald in the comics is is Nova is Nova yeah I, I think so. Yeah. Is she the only female? I'm trying to think. Firewalker, uh, Terex, uh, there's some other, there's been a bunch of other weird ones throughout the years, but still a dope, dope book. Uh, John Byrne, I'm a fantastic yeah, and, and, Anything John Byrne, Tim. I mean, if oh, you yeah. haven't picked it up yet, you, you got to because those John Byrne books are always going to be top of the line. I used right to have there. the whole complete John Byrne Fantastic Four run. Oh, yeah, hell of a read like a, right there. Yeah, hell of a read, hell of a read. All right, number eight in list is FF number 244. Man, my cloak is like choking my neck with me on <laughs> loosening it up here. All right. <laughs> uh, number uh, seven on the list is Beneath the Trees Nobody Sees. The Patrick Wow. cover A. IDW is typically known for its dark and gruesome titles, but this book has defied expectations it's gained immediate attention upon release with affordable copies quickly disappearing online the census within the community is that this book demands adaptation even without substantial con content the concept of an anthropomorphic 
animals confronting a serial killer has <laughs> captured the imagination. Wow. It's a unique blend of horror and classic animal storybooks of Richard Scarry attracting a dedicated following. I think a scary yeah. Richard Scarry. Scarry. Uh, scary. Yeah. yeah. To quote comic enthusiast Patton Oswald, finally, murder and forensics are adorable. With <laughs> with 10 quote unquote, <laughs> with 10 copies sold, a summary trend of 236 and a high sale, one of $34 and a raw dog. Nice. Uh, with the current fair, near mint, near mint fair market value of $13. Wow. I have never seen this book. I, it sounds interesting, though, you know, and given for a, I, you know, I, I need a IDW book. I mean, seriously. This is definitely going to be. I wouldn't. I, I would even go as far as say if something something picks up on this. Yeah, I meant. I mean, it doesn't look like a dark horror book, right? You it first doesn't. see the cover, right? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of looks. You know, oh, it's just happy. It's something beneath the trees where nobody else sees. It's a children's book. Then you wake up and you open the pages, and there's murder and mayhem. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speak, it, yeah it's speak. almost deceiving. Like, uh, what was that title, Tim? Uh, with a uh, fuck. Fuck fairy tales or fuck, yeah, fuck yeah. fairy tale land or yeah, yeah, which is <laughs> the flip side of the other one. Uh, You're right. All right. Uh, so uh, beneath the tree, uh, beneath the trees where nobody sees. Number one, heaven uh, and number seven, cover a raw dog, thirty four bones. Nice. Uh, another old book. God, I appreciate this yeah. one. Another F wow. book, right on. Yes, I remember this one. Number uh, number six is Fantastic Four, number one sixty four by Marvel, published in nineteen seventy five. While Frankie Ray has already been mentioned, this is the book where she first appears alongside Crusader, Marvel Boy, before their involvement with Galactus. When rumors began to circulate that the first female herald of Galactus would make her MCU debut, the community quickly embraced this book. Typically. The first appearance of an alter ego fetches higher prices in the aftermarket, but this book takes a different approach. It features the character behind the alter ego Nova, and the commands nearly doubled the price for a CGC 9.8 copy. This is likely due to the double first appearance and the expectation that Marvel will likely retain the name Frankie Ray, but introduce an alternate ego name. This book also... Less common than number 244, reflecting in its pricing. With 18 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 161%, a high sale of $1,000 for a CGC 9.8 copy and a current raw, fine fair market value of $15. Even a fine. Okay, so uh, H&H Comics says when i was asking about you know um, actors playing dual characters he says linda cardellini played laura barton and lila i, I won't give Ooh. you that one but i'll give you michelle yo since she played in she was in shang chi and she was also in guardians yes. but lila she was just a voice actor for so i mean there's a there's a lot of characters that were like like mm -hmm. famously like um uh, like he also says paul bettany so i meant you know vision and being a just a voice unless right, he was right. another physical appearance but uh if you do that then you might as well do benedict cumberbatch because he was doc strange and he was the voice of dormammu oh wow so, good good to that. know tim damn brother yeah man <laughs> spitting well, it out man well, chris evans, that, yeah now you you say chris evans but back in the day was chris evans was in you know the fox universe you know before yeah, yeah. you know he came over to that but eh, that's a good try he was also chris evans also in a dc movie uh he was in the losers so there's that man yeah. oh really so Did, yeah man hey man yeah. the eye of agamotto was also oh what the fuck is my eye of agamotto i should wore it where's hey. do you really have one 
Yeah, I got to get my costume, man. All right. Oh, nice, brother. Nice. All right, number six on the list is Fantastic Four, number 164. Ah, a staple of anyone's collection. Mm-hmm. There you go. Marvel Super Secret, Superhero Secret Wars, issue number eight. We'll refrain from spoilers from recent uh, release, release Spider-Man 2, but it's safe to say that Venom plays a pivotal role. They're obviously talking about the uh, video yeah. game. All the marketing materials feature Venom prominently, along with Spider-Man wearing the iconic black suit in the game. Naturally, fans have revisited one of the most iconic appearances of the black suit. While it's not the technique, the first appearance of the black suit, it is the first the ones fans most associated with. Mm-hmm. The suit's iconic status is reflected in the aftermarket sales with 32 copies a day sold of seven day trend of 103%. High sale of $650 oh. and 9.8 and a raw, very fine fair market value of $127. My God, man, this, this book is steadily rising. I mean, it's taken forever, but I, I remember this book has always been the sought after book, the hard to get book. Even when I was collecting back in the 80s when this secret first series of secret wars came out and i i tell you what man just to, to search for number eight it was it was a pain in the ass man once again technically cable was part of the fox universe so just want to say you know it's not part of the same universe because they were different companies at the time you know they were doing it uh yeah. so just just you know just want to yeah. throw that out there you know uh but pretty soon <laughs> i mean pretty soon it'll all be part of the same so if i ask the same question in a year from now when deadpool 3 comes out right you can say yeah. ryan reynolds uh, and whoever yeah. else you know what i'm saying so uh sure. marvel superhero sig wars number eight jeez i think i just sold mine i have a 9.8 and i think i sold it yeah. so uh yeah damn it anyway what are you gonna do i have this and yeah. uh what is that the other one the three sm three God, 252, 352. I'm, I'm always get confused with the numbering on that one. The first appearance of black, the black suit and ASM is oh, it, uh, 252. 252. Yeah, that's another yeah. staple of uh, yeah. When that came, that when these books came out, they shook the entire collecting market because it was they the did. first time Spider Man yeah. had a new costume in like forever, ever, right? Exactly. Ever. All right, well. You guys hear those Swifties calling you out? You have a oh. lot of Taylor <laughs> Swift uh, trick or treaters. Of course, well, of, course of course. Number four is Dazzler. Number one again. This is by Marvel, published in 1981, and I know y'all know. Although there's still no official confirmation, director Sean Levy recent comments have reignited speculation about Taylor Swift's possible appearance as Dazzler in Deadpool three. Levy's response that would be a great idea has energized the excitement surrounding this book with taylor swift's recent rise to a billionaire status as a pop star she is more suitable than ever to portray the character fans have continued to focus on securing the first issue of her first ongoing solo title rather than her initial first appearance offering a chance to obtain a recall copy at a more affordable price with 43 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 84%, a high sale of $277 for a CGC 9.8 and a current raw near mint fair market value of $21. Nice. It's yeah, it's rising. This one's rising too, Tim. It hasn't, I mean, it's it's it hasn't really moved off the charts all that much. I mean, it's number no. one now, it's number four. Yeah. Um, here's a question I pose for you in the live chat. So let's say Dazzler does get cast, but it's not Taylor Swift. Will that affect? Will that affect how the popularity of the book? Do you think it's Swift? It's the Swifty effect, or is it just Dazzler? It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, that'd be interesting here. We definitely got to process that too, man. 
Because I think she'd be uh, she'd be great at it. You know, she could she I mean, I, she, she could prove she can act, and she, of course she can sing. So why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and she, her movie is doing gangbusters, yo. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like twice now, we've gone to the movies, and there was a Taylor Swift movie playing next to us, and all we heard was boom, boom, the bass from the the concert. Yeah. Uh, so we yeah, saw yeah. the Exorcist uh, movie. Right. You, you were saying that last time, yeah. yeah. And then so last Friday we saw the. Uh, Freddy uh, fingers, whatever that crazy Chuck E. Cheese type movie where the <laughs> yeah. an, the animomorphic animals come to life and kill people or something like yeah. that. It, it's yeah. a fun time. Here, okay, it's people things that people watch you to watch. Check out the <laughs> Freddy, Five Freddy, whatever movie is, and peep this in mind. It's rated PG thirteen. And let me tell you, my girlfriend and I both looked at each other. Yo, this is pushing the boundaries because people have bought their like, their small kids to it, and I was like. This could be this is you know pushing right up for, there against the exorcist for for the this this last exorcist. no 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 for the Freddie okay. Finger five fit I don't oh, know the, for the okay okay Freddie I can't even say the name but you know so was about. it not a PG thirteen to you then it is a PG thirteen movie but I'm saying it really yeah. pushed the limits of that grade okay. rating to to almost be R I was like R, damn okay uh yeah I mean this so is, is there uh, in between is there in between between PG thirteen and R no PG um, don't they have like PG 16 or PG? No, no, it's just PG 13 and R. I mean, sometime in the, I thought, I think it was the eighties. They went from PG to PG 13, but that's it. Yeah. It's R then rated X. Fun fact, Exorcist, you almost got as a uh, rated X as a movie because it was so scary. The uh, first or one. let me, share, let me repeat that. Adults only is the, yeah. is the rating, yeah. is the rating for adults only because then, then they changed it back to rated R. Um, and then all other scary movies that are rated PG 13 is Poltergeist. Poltergeist? Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Drag Me to Hell, which is a great fucking Sam Raimi film. I remember that. I actually, I actually really enjoyed that movie. And it was oh, I love that. It's movie. so underrated, man, because yeah. no, no one really talks about that in the group setting, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of horror films that Tivo or things that Tivo watch that you should watch is 30 Coins on HBO. The second season just dropped, and it's a show in Spanish. Uh, from It's in Spain, so they have a lith. Que pasó? Um, <laughs> and it's a mix between Da Vinci Code, The Exorcist, Ooh. and Indiana Jones. If it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, right up, right up our alley, right there, brother. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 thirty coins is in reference to the amount of coins Judas was paid to betray right. Jesus by the Romans, and so that's yes. where the or whomever paid uh, Judas thirty coins to betray Jesus. Um, and and there's some interesting kind of theology and mythology that are blended in about that, about Judas and and this and that and the other and, and God and, and devil. If you, if I love all that stuff, I love all that stuff. Yeah. It's put in context yeah, yeah, like I do too, man. And I've gone as far as hearing even theories that, you know, Judas was actually not the bad guy. You know, he was kind of, his show is, I won't give it away, but watch yeah. the show. It'll it's right up what you're, you're, you're kind of thinking about. Right, or right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Num Interesting. Num number four on the list is Dazzler number one. Ah, just like Halloween treats, it never goes away. Just like candy <laughs> corn. They <laughs> never like go away. I love candy corn, though, man. Oh, oh, oh man. Nuts. I'm a candy corn lover. I'm sorry. I, I, I love it. Spawn number one. Spawn uh, coming in at number three. Spawn consistently ranks as a top performer, frequently appearing in our year-end 
heaviest movers list while a spawn movie is, has, is in development by Bloomhouse production CEO Jason Bloom, who makes pretty much every damn horror film now is produced by Bloomhouse, it seems. Reese reaffirmed its release in 2025. The new Spawn film is described as edgy, creating, anticipating, uh, creating anticipation among fans. Jason Bloom's incentive to push the movie forward may have increased due to the success of Five Nights at Freddy's, which I was just talking about. It just finally mm -hmm. got the name in there, Five Nights at Freddy's, which has already grossed over 130 million. Wow, globally. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it didn't even cost that much to make. With 37 copies sold and a seven-day trend of 115%, a high sale of $200 for a CGC 9.8, a current raw numerate fair market value of $35. Yeah, this, yeah, 9.8. I have to go back and, and watch that. I have to go watch that, Five Nights at Freddy's, because um, I'm a little bit lost on that, so. It's at the theaters right, right now. It came out last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, so we tried okay. to watch. Oh, and you know what else we saw last night? Uh no, Sunday night? Yeah, last night. We saw The Exorcist at, at, uh, at our, our local theater, The Frida, which is like a little artsy theater. Mm -hmm. And what was cool about it is they showed the original 16-millimeter uh, uh, print film print of it, uh, which, okay, you know. Okay, the original one you're talking about, not the, not yeah. the recent one. Okay. No, but it's this original 60 millimeter print, meaning on film, nice. meaning like you, you can see like grind, like, like ground, yeah, you see that grindhouse, <laughs> you see the lines do yeah. it like this yeah. and that. Literally, like 30 minutes through the part way through the movie, they had to change reels because back in the day they did that. It was, but it was more seamless. You didn't know that, right? But, you know, they, right. they would splice right. the film together so you would see a little hiccup and then it would continue. But this time they just said, they said, oh, it just went black and they go, hey, and it goes, we're, we're, uh, we're switching the reels yeah, out. Go, remember, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it actually there was a, a thing like right before uh, they would show like a certain white blank dot on the right side of the film warning the um, the guy um, handling the up. camera that yeah. it's coming up. So then that, that kind of got him ready to, you know, reel yeah. into the other. Yeah. Well, so old movie directors, what they do is they used to have two of them. Right. So mm -hmm, one yeah. would have the first half and then the second would have the second half. Right. And then so that one kick over, the other one kick over. Or if they were, they, you know, a lot of times they had spliced them together yeah. Yeah. Um, to make it seem continuously. Right. Famously, if you ever watched um, Fight Night, oh shit, Fight Club. Fight right? Club. When, okay. Remember what he does with the, <laughs> with the film <laughs> where he spliced in like a piece of pornography in the middle of the film? Like just yes, like yes, little, okay, like, yeah. Snippet just a mess of people. It was like, yeah, yeah freaking hilarious, man. But yeah, uh, now it's all that, digital, yeah. so you know, you know, even even projectors now, you know, are pretty quiet and they can do it all at once. But most yeah. theaters are, are full on projectors, so yeah. are, are digital. And so a lot of filmmakers are like, you know, well, we miss the kind of you know the the grindus or uh, the griminess of film. So, but what real good directors know is that with digital, you can actually make it look grainy to make it look at cream yeah, right you know and I mean? you see yeah. that in some of the movies yeah uh, like, exactly. like the grindhouse movies like you were talking about and yeah i mean yeah. there's a lot of proponents of 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 digital versus film as uh, or opposite you know but you know the, right. with digital you can make it look as how whatever way you want black and white grindy whatever yeah, man yeah. rainbows i don't give a fuck exactly <laughs> Spawn no, rainbows, issue, no, no rainbows, please. Spawn issue number one coming in number three. What do you have for number two? Ooh, finally, a real horror book. Beautiful cover. Beautiful cover. Okay, so this is number two, which is Universal Monsters. Dracula number one by Gabriel Rodriguez. This is the Lunar Retail Thank You One Per Store by Image, uh, published in 2023. Okay. Community had this book on its radar for some time. 
when news spread that James Tinian IV was working on Dracula Project, fans eagerly anticipated its release. Tinian's expertise in a horror heightened expectation, and the book coincidentally arrived just before Halloween. A fortunate few secured this one-per-store thank-you variant, one of the 11 variants this book received. Those who missed out were determined to acquire a copy on the aftermarket, perfectly timed for the spooky season. With 56 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 90%, a high sale of $50 for a raw copy and the current raw near-mint fair market value of $40. Thank you. Nice. You with me, brother? Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I'm using, no, 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 no. I was going to say, yeah. Finally, we got yeah. like a really horrible book on here. I mean, you know. I know, Monsters. man. Uh, didn't I miss, didn't Bird City Comics have a, uh, they had like some type of uh, Universal Monsters book too, didn't they? I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was, uh, I think the, 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 God, I think it was the, the Boris one, the uh, Boris, yeah, Boris Karloff one, yeah, Boris so, Karloff, uh, yeah, that's the one, yeah. exactly. That's why yeah. I mean, it's always cool to collect these during you know, throughout the year, even if they don't right, come out during right, Halloween, right. so you can show them on Halloween comic covers. I've slacked this year because I've just been like busy. I did too, brother. I did Every too. now and you then, know, I, I was really hyped about it. And but no, 31 I, I days is, is a lot, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, man, <laughs> it's a lot, man. Yeah. Hey, and I commend you know what, and and I commend you. If you were one of the few people that actually did from day one to 31, dude, yeah, let give us let us know. Definitely, I'd love to know. Yeah, next is Day of the Dead covers, uh, which I, you know, Day of the Dead is typically I forgot what day it falls on it. It may already when is Day of the I thought it was yeah. like uh around the first or the fifth. Yeah, November. Yeah, the, yeah, it always changes uh, the date a little bit. Yeah, so it's it starts November first, I do believe. Yeah, November first, okay. November second. Yeah. So uh, first uh, tomorrow, I'll be posting. Uh, yeah. Post your uh, Dia de los Muertos uh, covers, man. Those uh, I have some dope ones. So you know. Yeah, you do. Bad. I I like the one with Leia too, brother. Still got that one. That one's not leaving. Yeah, my, I, I, you got to pry that out of my dead cold hands, you slimy yeah. bastards. I remember uh, you saying that even even a while ago i remember you saying that you've always Still behind me as we speak yeah. yeah yeah universal i was gonna somebody offered me like uh five six hundred for it i was like no because it's a one-off even the artist yeah. my buddy was like saying i'm never doing this for anybody else you know right was, right I'm, you know I'm a, this is a one-time only i was like yeah because he also did a wonder woman day of the dead for me and a spider gwen day of the dead for me oh i don't think i've seen sold. those yeah, I, I sold okay. those to, to to friends or collectors or uh, maybe an auction, but I I think I sold them. I know I sold one to a, a Spider Gwen one to a couple in Hawaii who really wanted it. Oh. So I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. All right, number one on the list, Amazing oh. Spider Man number thirty six. Good, you can tell that's Art Adams, right? Yeah. Amazing Spider Man number thirty six, Art Adams one in twenty five, Marvel two thousand twenty three. This book introduces the Repossessor, editors in oh. Marvel solicitations on X which is Twitter, they call him Repulsive Repo. Well, okay. <laughs> the Repossessor is a demonic repo man unearthed by Goblin Queen to reclaim her children. Ah, I dig that. Wow. However, that's not the only aspect that captured the community's attention. The 125 Art Adams variant featuring Black Cat has generated considerable interest, much like Catwoman and Harley Quinn. Black, nice. Black Cat is a dedicated fan base that eagerly collects variant covers uh featuring her while her appearances may be less frequent uh, may be less frequent fans are always enthusiastic she 
takes center when she takes center stage with 60 copies sold 70 trend of 76 percent and a high sale 60 dollars for a raw dog current fair market current near mint fair market value 39 dollars yeah. but I, I dig that whole concept of the repossessor man uh yeah you know i i with with the black cat i remember first being introduced well, to her my, I model, man. um when i yeah I, I was first introduced to black cat back in the 80s when i was uh reading the amazing spider-man and i remember her being a uh, i guess a, a romantic attraction or they had this romantic thing going on and they were really and then there was the death of her and that was like so traumatic for you know peter parker at the time and then it, it goes on to for coming back and everything so i i really enjoyed uh the the, the genesis of the black cat you know a lot of people now look at be. it like oh there's another you know tight sexy outfit girl they just like her because of that but no if you actually read the 19 back in the 1980s and uh peter parker versus spectacular spider-man show a lot of that of her and like how she was so yeah i mean have we ever gotten a live action adaptation of her because i think the name has been spoken, but I don't think she's mm -hmm. ever shown up. Right. Uh, no, you know, no. I mean, but uh, Sony sitting, I think Sony has the rights to black cat since, um, I know, I mean, you know, but she's probably like, you know, too old to play Peter Parker's love interest or, you know, it's, you know, yeah. it's always been Catwoman and, uh, and Spider-Man just like, uh, right. Cat or did I say Catwoman? You guys, know what I'm talking about? Uh, fuck, what am I tripping here? Catwoman, uh, <laughs> you talking yeah. about Catwoman to uh, the DC, and you got um, Black Cat it's, to the Marvel kind of yeah, kinda Black of Cat relationship. Catwoman, yeah. 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 Well, wait, who's Black Cat and is in Marvel, right? Or is it Catwoman? It's in Marvel. Yeah, that that was uh, one of Peter Parker's uh, kind of yeah. So uh, Black Cat. So there's kind of like yeah. the same thing. Um, but I don't think Selena Kyle was ever a thief, was he? She was a thief, right? Yeah, Selena Kyle was um well in in the original stories, yes. But then yeah, they yeah. kind of, you know, developed the character where I can see where that confusion comes from like she's well she's not a thief, she's more of, you know, Bruce Wayne's friend and or love interest and and so they sp they they spend that story so many different ways, man. And so it's kind of really hard to see, gauge where they're especially in the Nolan verse and so it all depends on what uh what storyline you go with, I guess. Well, the I am Amato says, yes, I have seen the fall of Usher and uh, fall of the house of Usher, and it is worth watching. It is loosely, it is worth watching. It is loosely based on Edgar Allan Poe. Each, each, each episode is, has a has a title that's, you know, basically from mm -hmm. an Edgar Allan Poe uh, short story or poem. But it's, uh, yeah, very, uh, very twisted. I dig it. I'll dig it for Halloween. So uh, we got through it, Marty, in one piece. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, we we did dude and and just you know just to piggyback on what you're saying i mean really good show and not really what i expected towards the end you know what i mean really it had a good twist to it it's not what i expected so all right marty would you give us your last pagan blessing for the, the uh <laughs> halloween please yes absolutely he said the the pagan <laughs> may the comic spirits continue to haunt your long boxes and may you be frightful in your comic hunts and may y'all have and find your trick or treats in your long boxes. Namaste. Very so said. Excelsior. Excelsior.
right, well, ghouls and gals, happy Halloween. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, we will see you guys Thursday for the cover price shakers of the week. Hopefully the entire crew will be back then. Uh, as always, uh, leave a comment after the video posts, and we'll give you away some tricks or treats and some other surprises nice, for Tim. you on Thursday show. Uh, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes from hell. Darkness.